I thought that, um, that this week you should do the intro song. Right, I thought about this <laughs> and I had like a whole idea planned up and I never had enough time to execute it. Was it, um, is it like an insert in post here situation or, you yeah. just, or maybe yeah, you just yeah. wing it? Maybe you just wing it and see how it goes. You know, life's all about taking chances, Dan. <laughs> oh, man. Right, I'm kind of on the spot here now. Yep. Hang on, have we, have we even started? Yeah. Really? Are we actually technically started? Oh, okay, well then, uh, welcome everyone to episode 12. Are we on episode 12? Okay. I mean, I know I can't okay. take credit for like the first, however many episodes uh, you did, but anyway, sorry, carry on. We're on, yeah, we're on episode 12. It's, it's flown by. It really has. It's, it's I mean, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I will get emotional, but. <laughs> and we also hit two and a half thousand downloads now that is, really is crazy that is so cool thank you That's everyone for listening and for and the people that reached out on instagram and twitter you you the bomb we love you bomb, yo. are you putting off trying to do this intro song <laughs> yeah is it that obvious yeah noticed yeah oh man uh, you're not getting out of it so hit right, us. okay Right, okay, Alex, drop me a sick beat. Yo. What? Yo. My name is Dan and I'm here to say BSR Chess is the way. I mean... But for the... Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. And the slow clap I mean, turns into an oh, eruption. Oh, Incredible. I thought that was part of the... I thought that was part of the sick beat. No. Oh, were you not <laughs> done? Like, was I was like, more? oh my God, I was still meant to carry on. No, no, I couldn't. I'd lost. I lost track. It's always It's always there. like you can rhyme once and then it's like when you go in for the second rhyme, that's when you struggle and go, I've suddenly forgotten the entire English language. <laughs> I think, well, I think I struggled on the first one. I mean, what does it mean? Is the way. I mean, is the way what? It is the way though, let's be honest. If you're listening well, to this, you are part of the movement, the way. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So anyway, why don't you tell the, the listeners what we was planning on chatting about this week? Well, the the plan, I guess, is, is basically, let me tell you what inspired it, listeners, before we, we okay. deep dive. But it's good. Um, I had a shocking realization the other week that as a 360 VR creator, I don't actually spend that much time watching 360 VR content, which is pretty <laughs> terrible. And, mm. and and so I went, I took to Facebook as any millennial does, and I posted in the um, the 360 professionals group out of interest. You know how many people here who are creating 360 on a professional level um, and on a hobbyist level, just interested in general creators. How much time are you spending in a headset? And the the replies were mind blowing in terms of the majority of content creators are not watching stuff. So I was like, this is mm. terrible. And we kind of all throughout this thread came to this realization of how on earth can we advocate for this medium if we're not consuming it and yeah. we're not. But also it's things like obviously we could we can learn so much from what each other are doing. So I then sat for a whole Sunday and made myself very, very sick by spending about six hours uh, watching all sorts of uh, 360 VR content. Um, mm. Some of it, I mean, all of it in its own right, very, very 
um, valid uh, experiments. And I think that's all we can hope for at this point in time. Yeah. Um, some of them more compelling than others. But yeah, my, my kind of my thoughts on this week's subject is let's discuss directing 360. So, you know, what are you doing with your shots, experimenting with how you're kind of using 360 as a storytelling medium? Because we talk mm. a lot about the tech and we talk a lot about the business side, but why don't we talk about the actual content? So I figured we could kind of deep dive into some of the experiences that we've watched um, in the past couple of weeks and maybe just kind of, you know, pull out some thoughts on what worked, what didn't work, in our opinion, that kind of thing. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds good. Why don't you kick off? Well, why don't you kick off? Because I oh. I have many thoughts, but I'm very interested mm. to hear your opinions first. Okay, right. So this is like, funny you should mention it, because when you, when you brought this up to me the other day, mm-hmm. um, last Sunday, um, when I was, we was originally meant to be doing this, and then I forgot I was out. Yeah. Um, actually, part of my day, because I was in London, part of my day was actually going to uh, a VR screening. Oh, no uh, way. The Serpentine Gallery uh, in High Park. That's really um, cool. And basically, it was, it was this film called Reality Inverse, um, and it was a, a fashion film, right? As now, in, like, catwalk? Out, this isn't... Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, now, I so said this wasn't... I mean, it was my idea, but I was, like, <laughs> going with my friend who kind of works in that industry. You mean so you're not a like fashionista? A, no, I'm no, shocked. no. <laughs> I, you, Alex, you've seen me in, how, in real life how I dress. I'm definitely not I mean, a you've got you've got snazzy hats. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I can't lie about that. I do have a snazzy collection of hats. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it was almost like a, an industry exchange for both of us. It was like, here you go. You have a glimpse into my fashion world, yeah. uh, but on the medium of VR, which is your world. That's really um, cool. So so yeah, so we got there. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect other than it was like a, a fashion film. And I, I put the headset on. And I'll be honest, like, I I didn't know where I was meant to be looking okay. like, for the entire six minutes of the whole thing. What was it happening was, in it? Oh, I, you know what? I couldn't even really tell you. Like one part, there's like <laughs> oh, a, no. a model. There's a model sat on the bed at one point, and then she gets up and walks off. So you follow her, and then she disappears. And then suddenly she's like the other side. Oh, and you're like oh, but you've hang missed on. it Wait, because what? you're looking yeah. one way. Okay, interesting. Um, and then there was no, I mean, there's like no, there's no dialogue or anything in it. It's just this um, kind of not like dancey music as such, but there was like this um, electronic music, and and it was really weird because every now and then um, there would be um, some lyrics by Roy Orbison. Oh, thrown in. <laughs> and okay. like, this is such a random thing and so for six minutes I was just sat there completely confused had no idea where to look um just didn't know what way what was going on which way was up so this Um, this is fascinating and what did what did it's fascinating that you as a consumer of this medium hmm. were confused because it's like well if anyone was going to kind of know yeah what to do but what did your friend think did she he she she really enjoyed it she really enjoyed it and that's and that was the thing and it's like you say it's because i was watching everyone else kind of before um we got to sit down Mm -hmm. 
And then I was watching everyone afterwards. Uh, and it was just made me realize that I must have probably been the only person in that had a completely different experience to everyone else mm. because everyone else was pretty, uh, you know, they, they, they're pretty much just sort of sat there in their chair the whole time and then just occasionally looking around. Yeah. So they were looking forward it. mainly and was mo- most of the action happening forward. It was happening everywhere, uh, okay. but it was, it was happening so quickly you couldn't follow it. But then when you did follow it, then it'd stop. And then carry on somewhere else. So then you had to like run around trying to find it. Oh, see, this is my, that, that is like one of my bugbears with 360. But Mm. having said that, I've had some interesting discussions with people about that technique of kind of like having lots going on, Mm. you know, in lots of different places. Um, My opinion on it is really the only reason you would do that is if it's like a kind of marketing for for 360 mobile kind of piece where you want someone to watch it lots and lots of times. Mm. I personally find it really annoying. Like I've, mm. I've got really bad FOMO. I don't want to watch it again. I just want to watch it once. But yeah, like yeah. you say, kind of like know and be directed through the experience. So that's really interesting. But the fact that other people found it good. like They, they enjoyed it. And I think they got it more than I did. Because I asked my friend afterwards, I was like, what was meant to be going on in that? Yeah. There didn't seem to be any storyline. Mm-hmm. She was like, "No, there isn't a storyline in a fashion film. <laughs> like, there's never anything specific going what on." What was the point? Stuff. It was just, just to look at the clothes, I guess. Yeah, but but this is this is the other thing as well. All of the the colours uh, in the video were inverted. Right. So it's almost like watching it <laughs> like as um, like an infrared kind of thing or oh. like an X-ray thing. So you couldn't even really make out the clothes. Or what colour they were and stuff like that. So, so it's it like very a, strange. Like a weird and okay, so it's like a weird kind of concept piece. And I wonder, was it was it like you did that experience and then you went and did something and that was like the kind of the primer to a location experience, or was like that it? That was it. That was it. That so was, you that was that was the entire thing. And then they also had, they had another room without the big screen, but they showed like a two D version of it. And you're like, the two D <laughs> version still doesn't make sense. It makes <laughs> more sense than this than doing it in vr really that's so interesting okay what's it called again i'm gonna google it uh google it it's called reality inverse reality uh, just inverse. just google reality inverse uh serpentine gallery serpentine. um the best the best uh um link on there is the hype the beast, home of the fashion film and... and i think it has like a a youtube version of the oh yeah Okay. It was just explore mental. the reality inverse film in three hundred and sixty degree vision. Oh, so it's interesting because it's like it looks like this is like the kind of style that this person does mm. in general. That's really strange, listeners. I know it's not particularly exciting uh, <laughs> <laughs> listening to um, to someone looking online. I just want to see who the filmmaker is, just in case, just to see if we know her. But the the interest, like the, the funny thing about it is that. I was literally just spinning around on the chair constantly because I was chasing what was going on, trying to find it, whereas no one else around me was doing that. Mm, okay. So, so the, the, the staff there must have been watching me going, what the <laughs> hell is he watching? <laughs> this guy's on crack. <laughs> <laughs> but it was afterwards, like, they come over and I was, as I was taking my headset off and the guy said to me, he's like, oh, like, did you enjoy it? And I was like, I don't. Like, How do you answer say? that? So it's like, um, I was like, to be honest with you, I don't really think I'm like the target audience. Yeah. But this was like I don't really know what was going on. I was like, but the headset was comfy though. Well, this uh, what what <laughs> headset was it? Uh, they were they were showing it on the the Oculus Go. 
okay, nice, nice. I love that I was like at the beginning of this, like, let's not make it about the tech. And I'm like, oh, but out of interest, what were they showing? <laughs> and out of interest, was it a synchronized showing or was it a individual start? No, or? no, it's individual. So did you have to start it with a controller? Yeah. And did they come around and teach you how to do that? Even obviously you knew how to use it already. But... Uh, well, they, no, they, that, that was their initial thing because they were taking people that hadn't used VR before uh, through what to do. But um, it was like, have you used VR before? And I was like, oh, mate, I'm a pro. <laughs> mate. Just pass me the gear. I got come this. on. <laughs> Bring me that gear VR oh, you go, set up. You go, oh. you go take yourself a six minute break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Relax I got this. while I spin um, around on a chair. Yeah, but it's weird. It was one of those things where you didn't actually know when it ended, because there's still like this this thing just like spinning around you as it ended. It's only when I had to like I had to press things, see what the time was at. Yeah. To to know that it, it was finished. What do you mean? So, as yeah, in like was... it just kind of were they showing it just in the Oculus Gallery or? Yeah, yeah. So you literally it like the end screen was just. Oh no no no! It's just like it was just they just um. Like had it on repeat. Oh, well, they, they said they had it on a loop. So what they did was they they just paused it at the end for the next person, and then the next person just has to hit play. How bizarre! I'm fascinated by this because I think one of the big things with directing 360, um, one of the slight problems with it is you direct a piece differently depending on who your audience is. And mm -hmm. so actually, yeah, that piece, like a lot of the stuff that you see at VR festivals is, I think personally, mainly created with a early adopter tech savvy kind of, you know, most likely done VR before kind of mindset. So mm -hmm. the way you direct that, I think is totally different. Like a lot of my commercial work ends up being quite in terms of the directing, in terms of the shots, it, it's usually playing it quite safe just because mm -hmm. the general intended audience is a complete new to VR audience. But what what fascinates me about the that experience by the sounds of it is that that sounds to me, given that it's showing at the serpent, serpentine or serpentine, how do you pronounce that? Oh, I'm not sure. No. Oh, it's just, I just it's assume serpentine. Serpent something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that it's showing there makes me think that all of those things have been done really intentionally and you know mm. because it's like it's like that classic and I, I have this I, I'll say lively debate rather than argument um with mm. with friends of mine who are kind of artists like visual artists traditional kind of you know arts practice based because my argument is like anything can be art if you just like make it sound as if it's meant to be like that like for example yeah. it, with that piece it's like uh the intention is to, of the piece is to make you feel like overwhelmed and you know like the you know like consumerism is kind of you know pulling you this way and that way and you're not really sure you know fashion is all about not knowing you know which way to, you know you, you could really mm. put some like bullshit yeah, artsy yeah. statement behind <laughs> it and all of a sudden it becomes a work of fucking art like whereas <laughs> you know what I mean? whereas if you showed that in the context of oh here you are nan have a look at this film with no context and just like enjoy some vr you'd be like what is going on <laughs> like, um yeah what what were some of the things that you think you know what were some of the key kind of like shots or was it just a one shot like what were some of the key directorial decisions that you did and didn't like apart from the fact that obviously it was all over the place 
Well, that, that's the thing. It's like you couldn't, it was so all over the place. You couldn't really sort of pick anything out because it was all so quick. Right. And I, I literally just spent the whole time just trying to chase and try and fit, find and figure out what was going on. So I, couldn't, I didn't even really have time to sort of really digest any of it because <laughs> I was like, I just don't know what's happening. Was it all, um, if you think about where she, um, where the, I'm assuming the, the, this is terrible of me to assume that the person in this fashion film is a woman, but it, yeah. was it a woman? Uh, I, I think it was. Yeah. So, um, I'm a, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, and, and he was walking around a lot. Let's say they, so, uh, just to be safe, but that, that yeah. person, the person in the film, the subject of the film, if they were walking off in hindsight, you were trying to follow them. But if you had stayed looking forward, do you think that all of the action would have been happening in front of you? No. Cause I tried that. Yeah. Because I thought maybe if I just don't move, then the action will just come back to me. And then it didn't. And there was nothing happening. I looked to my left and then it was all going on over there. That's so strange. So there wasn't, because I was thinking maybe it's like, you know, it was absolutely intended for a beginner's audience knowing that they wouldn't look around. Yeah. And so maybe that was the point. Oh, that's I, really I weird. Think, I think the reason it was done is because I found out as well that um, London Fashion Week started on Friday. Okay. So I think it was probably to sort of try and to coincide with that because that that was pretty much like the audience in there. They they were all like very much fashionistas, Mm. um, you know. And you were there with your uh, hat. And I was there with my hat. Um, So, yeah. So they were like, who's this? Who's this homeless dude? <laughs> Looking around, check, expecting this free VR, <laughs> expecting um, this three sixty to blow his mind. Yeah, yeah, and why is he rummaging through the bins? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's but, really okay. Well, that has kind of that's really I that makes me want to kind of go and deep dive and look for like interviews and things with the filmmakers to see. It's funny them. though. I I, I think. Uh, it should have come with like um, some sort of like health warning mm-hmm. or something because like if uh, like epilepsy. Oh really? Like that. I think like it flashing? was so. Yeah, it was so uh, like flashing in your face and, and, and stuff. It it could have easily potentially triggered someone. Was it um, was it um, like multiple shots or was it like one shot? Uh, there were. M- there were multiple shots at times, but some like a lot of the time they were happening at the same time. What do you mean? That's what they I were mean. So, you... at the same time. so one way you were looking, and then another way was like a different so shot. It, yeah. So you'd have like I don't know. There's there are times where you could have like three shots on the go, so one in front of you and then two, like behind you. Oh, so you're then kind, you're kind of, of like, like oh well, what one am I meant to be looking at? Because there'd be like some of the shots would have like nothing going on. Wow. It'd just be like. A room with a piano in it, uh, but that's fashion. And then, but then, like, that's art. Woman, well, <laughs> hey, then I'm not cut out for this, this I, industry. It's funny because I um I was literally um editing a project um with a uh, choreographer on Tuesday, and it was really funny because I was like, we were looking through the rushes of this project that we'd shot, and uh, and I was like trying to skip through the timeline and I was like is he moving because it's like the subject of the film is like a, mm. this this guy who's like doing kind of like a contemporary freestyle dance and um mm. and 
and I'm like, is he moving? And she goes, that's contemporary dance. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I'm not cut out for this art world. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because that project, uh, and this, uh, I guess this is another reason why this has kind of been on my brain recently, is that project was commissioned um by this uh, kind of the re- a research institute as part of the university to explore mm-hmm. like an experiment with 360 in dance and the whole point of it the whole point of the practice was to literally throw out the rule book of everything that any of us had learned in the years that we've been working in our fields because it was it was like um, a sound designer me as a uh, 360 filmmaker a dancer um who's like a professional freestyle uh, contemporary dancer um and then choreographer producer kind of type Mm. um and and yeah the whole point was to bring our disciplines together but to kind of challenge each other on why we were doing certain things or like you know for example at one point I like hung the kandao um the kukam off of like an unstabilized (laughs) boom pole essentially Mm. like on an angle in the weirdest you know the weirdest kind of angle that you'd ever like and it's just a shot that I would just never ever do like why would you do that shot yeah um and we got it into the edit and it's a really really cool shot and like Mm. the 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 way that we'd like lit the environment because we we were as all contemporary dance pieces we shot it in an abandoned basement of course so it's all it's uh, it's all lit like really quite stylistically and so Mm. um actually the the kind of the way that the shot especially because it's stereo because we shot it in 180 the the way that you're kind of seeing the separation of the dancer and the shadow is super interesting and that made me think like you know I would have never have tried that shot before because you know when you're when you're creating something with an end audience in mind that absolutely influences your process which you know for for a commercial point of view and for making something that's you know watchable (laughs) (laughs) and you know piece where people don't leave going what the fuck was that about (laughs) (laughs) well at least one person yeah (laughs) um you know, I think I can't remember what the point was. I was going on right tangent there, but you know, I think I think there needs to be more experimenting with directing mm. to find those things that do and don't work. But again, it's difficult because it's like, well, I can watch that shot unstabilized stereo because I'm, you know, I'm fairly used to VR now, and luckily I don't yeah, yeah. get, you know, I know some people really suffer with eye strain and things like that when you shoot in stereo. Um, luckily, I don't, so it's fine, but you know when it comes to choosing a piece of content to show to the public that's a completely different ball game so mm. yeah it's very yeah, interesting yeah. did you manage to watch uh traveling while black no okay no, i'm going to talk I about it because so I'm, I'm i'm really interested in this yeah so traveling while black premiered at sundance last month and it's the latest um vr documentary by felix and paul who are notoriously you know kind of known as the 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 gods of cinematic Mm -hmm. vr if you will um and what i thought okay so there's kind of like two parts to this there's like the part of me that was watching it as a kind of yeah someone interested in in directing like Mm -hmm. vr and how they approach that 
And then there was the other part of me that was just as a kind of consumer um, yeah. experiencing it. So from a consumer point of view, I thought, it. I, see, this thing, I'm not really a massive documentaries person. Like I'm much more a kind of drama, <laughs> escapism, yeah, yeah. comedy, that kind of person. Um, and Travelling Wild Black is essentially a VR documentary which um, looks at you know, the history of racism mm -hmm. in America and um, kind of also exploring some kind of like cont contemporary, um, uh, kind of like, I can't, can't really describe it. It's basically like interviews with people um, who are obviously like older now, but they're kind of recounting their memories of, you know, the dangers and like, the, you know, some of the horrible things they were subjected to whilst mm. traveling because they were black in America. Yeah. But then it kind of, um, not to spoil it for anyone, but it kind of comes full circle when they kind of uh, have an interview with someone who's kind of been affected by, you know, a recent example of being black in America. And so I guess, you know, the kind of the, the end thought as a, as a, you know, just an audience member is like, holy shit. I mean, you know, you, yeah, we yeah. all know it's bad and we all, we all kind of like, especially, you know, as to we are white, like we are British, mm. like we could never fathom what it's like to be um, yeah, absolutely. someone black living in America in this day and age. But it was really interesting to kind of, uh, to kind of hear the history of it as well but so from an audience point of view I found myself even though I don't like documentaries really I found myself getting totally sucked into it and totally I thought that VR was the perfect medium for it because I thought even though there's not much happening in terms of you know movement of the camera and we'll, I'll get onto that in a second the way that they kind of created those scenes and the way that they kind of positioned extras and the way that you were kind of like so you're like um the majority of it uh the the interviews and and the kind of the I guess the action if you will that's probably the wrong word but kind of happens uh in this diner you're sitting kind of um at a table with mm. an interviewee um and funnily what, what I thought was really interesting is they didn't have the subject talking directly to the camera you were like you were at the booth with them and you were kind of it's almost like you were the the the, the quiet friend that was just yeah. listening in on the conversation that was really interesting I thought because I've not mm seen that done so well because it definitely because you definitely felt like I'm kind of intruding on this but at the same time it feels yeah, like yeah. a safe space because it doesn't feel as aggressive as someone talking to you directly yeah um but what I loved what I thought they did so well was you know there was only really I don't know maybe 10 shots in the whole film but what was interesting is they kept coming back to this shot in the diner where you were at this um you're at the table. And if you look to your right, where, you know, if you think of like a traditional American diner, they have like the kind of the mirrors stripped kind of like across the wall. Mm. And they made such good use of that kind of like essentially the back 180 of the frame by mm. having kind of like things appear in that mirror. So, for example, there's um, this bit where um, this elder gentleman is kind of like talking about his experience of like getting a bus um and you kind of you know you're you're at the table watching him and as his kind of like in his elder form talking about the experience but then if you looked in the mirror to the right of you 
you see kind of like a dramatization of what what he went through so it's kind of like this young kind of like man in a burst like looking out the window and you're like you can see like you know essentially the the mirror becomes like the windows of the bus and Mm. it's i can't yeah it's like i'm 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 I'm, i hope i'm painting like i'm hope i'm painting a picture that does it justice because honestly it was so powerful even though it was so simple and i came out of it thinking well you know, realistically, they've not done anything like drastically imp- impressive in terms of like, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. like you look at the likes of Riot, for example, who are really kind of like in their pieces, like dinner party, they're kind of mm. like doing all sorts of crazy stuff with like their camera movements and integrating like CGI and like they're doing really kind of like spectacle kind of stuff, I would say. Mm. Whereas, whereas this piece kind of knew what it was the the subject of it was powerful enough for you to not need the gimmicks and actually it was just that classic thing of just giving you the sensation of being there and allowing you to focus completely on this subject which I thought was so so powerful I would highly highly recommend um watching it but again what I thought was clever about it is Felix and Paul are all about you know from what I can gather they're all about appealing to a mass audience right mm. they they want to kind of they're not creating vr content for the vr audience although obviously you know it plays well with with vr audiences um and it does the rounds of the kind of the vr film festivals and things mm. like that but realistically because i think that piece was kind of oh i can't remember who the main documentary filmmaker was uh let me just quickly look it up because it's really bad to not reference him because Felix and Paul, <laughs> Felix and Paul from what I gather are like the technical partner on uh, partner on it um and I think it was co-commissioned by um I've just like put traveling while and it's automatically filled in pregnant <laughs> um traveling while black VR there it is yeah it was co-commissioned by the New York Times I think and okay. have a look Roger Ross Williams is the director. Oh, an Academy Award winning director. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, again, documentary is not really my realm, so hence not knowing that right off the bat. But anyway, they were appealing to a really big audience, which I think led into, you know, the reason why they, they weren't trying to be overly aggressive with what they were kind of trying to do with the camera movement Mm. and the directing but also what was interesting just another point that I picked up on was I'm a big big believer that um I think most you know most 360 directors would agree that 360 is much more like theater than it is film yeah yeah and so actually it's all about how do you set up that scene how do you kind of you know how are you positioning people and what was really interesting Mm. is at the beginning uh when you're in the diner everyone's kind of going about their own business like everyone you know you're in that conversation but then there's like lots of other people in the diner that are just Mm -hmm. kind of you know eating or like chatting away you know like just classic extra stuff but Mm. as the subject got more and more kind of serious as you were kind of being kind of brought up to date with with the fact that you know this is still happening Mm. um they had everyone in the diner all focusing on I was, was I was just thinking that as you as you're saying it yeah and yeah. and it worked so well because not only mm. does it give this sense of like you know this is really important that everyone kind of pays attention to this yeah, you yeah. know what I mean it's like there's nothing to distract you in that moment you have to kind of engage with what this lady is telling you about what happened to her son 
Um, but yeah, so so overall, that was a long ramble, but overall, a really simple way of directing, but super, super effective, in my opinion. Yeah, I think like what you say about the extras and stuff, that when you sort of really think about it, that's such a, like a, a small idea, but that's so powerful. Massively. When they pull yeah. it off, it's, I'm looking forward to what. Where's that on? Um, you can just download it for there? free on on Go or Gear. I think it's across all of the big platforms. It's a free app. Um, oh, if you just search yeah. "traveling while black," uh, but yeah. So that, but then on the absolute opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> <laughs> I watched "The Limit." Have you heard about this? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. That's the uh, the Robert Rodriguez one, isn't it? Yes. And and what have you heard about it? Um, it's it, it's all done so like your. I don't know. It's like an actioner, isn't it? That's that's all I read. I've seen the trailer. Yeah. Um, I don't. And, I, it's and, and like, from the trailer, what kind of what impression do you get of what the content's going to be? Out of interest. Well, it's Robert Rodriguez, so it's going to be like all out action, packed stuff. But it's there's probably there's probably a slight sci fi element, or um, I don't know. It kind of looked in a in a way similar to. Um, uh, obviously, without the, the zombies or whatever they were, but like Planet Terror. I don't know if you ever saw Planet Terror. No, I don't think when so. him and Tarantino did like a, a grindhouse double deal oh. thing. No, so I didn't did see like that. Planet Terror and Tarantino did Death Proof. Oh. Um, so it's like yeah, like a homage to the kind of double features that they used to show in um, like driving movies in the states. Oh, cool! I mean, it kind of had I don't know, it kind had of had that, that kind sort of, of similar sort of feel um obviously without the the grainy uh film look yeah um but yeah it's like a sort of first person actioner kind of well that thing. yeah that's 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 exactly it so all i knew about it going into it was and again i'm not a documentary person and i'm not a cinephile so like i <laughs> i i know i knew the name Rob, robert rodriguez mm-hmm. um and because i listened to a lot of uh filmmaking podcasts i'd Heard. Have you ever read uh, Rebel Without a Crew, the book he did? I've not read it, but I've heard like many an interview about it and like the kind of, so you know, good. five top tips and stuff. Yeah, because he, he made his first speech film for like five grand, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just from money that he got from uh, like testing medical supplies. Yeah, I love that. Like, not so. like a human guinea pig. Yeah, just like Kevin Smith, like max, would he max yeah. out like twenty grand's worth of credit cards to make yeah. clerks or something? Yeah, good old indie film. <laughs> um, but essentially, so all I knew was that he was like an indie film legend, um, and you know, it's very in his wheelhouse to try out new things. Mm. So, so going into it, um, I didn't know that it was a one eighty film. I thought it was a three sixty. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's it. So the 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 marketing around it doesn't. It, well, not that it should really matter. Well, it's more than 180, actually, because it's about... I would They shot it on um, the red with a giant mm-hmm. Antonia lens. So it's okay. like it's probably like a 220 or a 280 film. So essentially, yeah. that was super interesting because like when you first get into the experience, you look behind you and you're in, like I think they call it the surreal, the- the surreal cinema or the surreal theatre or something. So yeah. you're like at a cinema screen and then obviously you look forward and you're you're part of the action here's the thing I thought wow I've never like genuinely never seen anything like it done in VR before Mm -hmm. um 
it was so unique it was so daring it lit it was literally again one of those things of let's rip up the rule book well he obviously he didn't even know the rule book of vr because yeah. he literally was coming to it fresh um it's like literally forget everything that you thought you knew about it and i'm just going to do whatever the whatever the hell i want basically now in some ways that's really cool and really liberating i felt sick instantly because <laughs> the way that it's shot is he will move the camera to make you look at things. So if you imagine yeah. you're sitting looking forward, yeah. but so you're still looking forward, but you're, the camera then whip pans to something happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you can imagine, and it's like, and it is crazy, crazy full on action. Like, you know, from a, a, a drive by shooting situation to mm. getting thrown out of a burning airplane. Like it is, you know, falling to your death. It's like, it's the whole nine yards being in a fight scene. Like there's all this kind of like, cra it's genuinely the most crazy experience I've ever done. And I would highly recommend everyone do it. Although warning, if you are, if you are sensitive to like mm. fast paced moving or um, nausea in a headset, this will absolutely set you off. I genuinely, thank God it was one of the last things I watched on that Sunday because I felt sick for the rest of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially it's like 180 and like, they're like, he's like whipping the camera around because it's all first person point of view. Mm -hmm. So I thought that's really interesting because the one big thing that we haven't quite, I think VR works best when you as director imagine that the camera is a person. I think yeah, it works. Yeah, whether that, yeah, whether that be a voyeur that you're kind of embodying or an actual character in the story that someone mm. is talking to works best when you pretend that, you know, when, when, when someone puts on the headset and they become a person. But to go that extra step and to not have any agency, you know, essentially it's just an absolute eye fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a quote for the poster. I've never heard one. <laughs> the limit. It's an absolute eye fucking. <laughs> they can quote me on that one. That's I, amazing. It's so so it's so it's weird because I thought and and I, naturally I was totally curious as to what people thought about it afterwards. <laughs> so so I so I did two routes. I wanted to see. I knew that it would have got an absolute slating from the VR community. So first of all, naturally went to Facebook and saw mm. the absolute royal ripping. That um, so blessed that so one of the people that worked. Um, for the company that made it with Robert Rodriguez was the one mm. that posted it on the Facebook group okay. and and literally like you get halfway down this thread and he's like Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> like it is brutal um, but then what I was more interested in is what did the average person think of it and mm. so if you look at the um, the comments on Steam I think it is which is the one where you yeah. can download it to yeah to Vive and Rift um it's it's fascinating because it's a it's about 50 50 from what I remember some people were kind of congratulating it and saying you know wow you know again like this has never been done before you know you've got to think that the audience on Steam are more likely to be gamers than they yeah, are yeah. Just like yeah film kind of they're more the target audience really for that kind yeah. of content yeah so 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 half of them were like you know 
I've never seen anything like this. This is brilliant. Some people were just giving it positive reviews to be like, this was a shit show, but I really want to see more content like this. And like, you know, <laughs> so keep on making it. And then the other half was like kind of the experience that I think most people had, which was um, there, it, it, it felt, and then it was confirmed by an interview I watched with Robert Rodriguez about it, that he had edited this without mm-hmm. watching it in a headset oh, wow. um and that's apparently what i mean god knows why on earth they yeah. you know he didn't have that setup or you know but i think he was editing it f- from what i gather from this interview he was editing it himself and then he was sending it to his son who was a massive vr gamer mm. and he was the one that was saying oh yeah you know this is great do this though or add this or do this and um and yeah, by the sounds of it, I mean, obviously he must have watched it in a headset at some point, but yeah. essentially, it, from what I gather, it was very obvious that he'd not really considered the end audience in this. So, yeah. Hmm. What's your opinion on, 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 <clears throat> on directors doing that this early see, on in the medium? See, I've always been a big fan of Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. Ever since back in the day, I was like a big, big fan of El Mariachi. Uh, and again, I, 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 it's it's a solid film regardless of the the budget yeah. um, and things like that. And you know, he's always been known to like you know push the envelope and try new things and stuff. We won't go into Spy Kids, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave that out. But <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. But again, from the trailer, you kind of you can see that it's it's obviously going to be a fast paced experience, and I think that's the one thing I was kind of hesitant about watching it because I didn't want to have my eyes fucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, and you it. will get your um, eyes fucked. <laughs> but I don't know. Now I'm kind of intrigued by it. You've got to do I it. Literally, if that, if that quote was on the poster, then that would have sold me. <laughs> you've but, honestly you've got to do it and you've got to painstakingly wait for the four gig file to download. How long is it? Um, I want to say twenty minutes. It might okay. have, it might have only been ten, but no, I think maximum. I think it was about twenty. <laughs> Your eyes felt like it was twenty minutes. <sighs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like narratively, I thought he was absolutely along the right lines. Like mm. you have a character, you've got you know. There's a really established storyline. Um, there's obviously brilliant acting because you've got Michelle uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Norman mm. his uh, name, Rodriguez, yeah. yes, from Walking Dead. You know, so all of that stuff, like, and obviously, like the production value is incredible. Oh, you know, yes. that it's super high quality. Um, the the locations and the extra everything about it, the CGI, everything was as you would expect from a Hollywood director. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you've got to watch it. You've just got to. And then we're going to talk about it again at a future, <laughs> at a future day on this podcast. When I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But So that's it. That's the thing. It's kind of like, <laughs> well, you know, podcasting lenses. <laughs> that's terrible. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of pushing the envelope with – in terms of quality of storytelling, in terms of creating content that is native to immersive, I thought absolutely massive tick, you know, 10 out of 10. Mm. Um, But uh, the problem is, I think, again, 
if if even half the VR community can't watch it without getting sick, what chance do we have yeah, of yeah. this breaking mainstream? And actually, more importantly, if someone that really loved Robert Rodriguez, this was like, oh, I've got to go see the new Robert Rodriguez VR film. If they then had this encounter with it and thought, holy shit, like that was impressive, but mm. wow, does my head feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> um then we have to ask what's that doing for the industry as a whole? Like it can only be a good thing that, you know, these bigger kind of characters and these, you know, really established, you know, talented um, people with, let's face it, with the money behind them are getting into this field. That can only be a good thing for us, but does it jeopardize making it mainstream? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of putting all of the opinions out there. I'd be really interested to hear from anyone else that has watched it and, you know, hear all their opinions yeah, but yeah. I, I think might have a from look at a t- that later actually do it do it and it. then text me text me a gif <laughs> that summarizes your opinion <laughs> oh, i like that that's that's a challenge <laughs> <laughs> and we will post that gif on <laughs> yeah, Twitter, on Twitter. anyone interested <laughs> just yeah a gif review so right. let's round it off um with maybe some some things that you would say that you've learned from experience or things that you kind of consider when you direct a 360 piece? Well, that's the thing. So like this, another one I watched very, very quickly um, yeah. was a um, documentary called Race to Alaska. Uh, oh, I've not heard of that one. I do. I like. Where was that? I like Where's a doc. Uh, it was on Jaunt. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I, I like a doc um, mm-hmm. on, on the flip side. Uh, not as fast paced as the as the limit by the sounds of it. Um, there was no <laughs> no eye, eye fuckery happening no here. Eye fuckery. Um, <laughs> so that was that was handy. Um, so yeah, it's basically about these uh, two sailors that like go on a journey from Australia to Canada um, mm. by like boat with no motor, um, you know, and, and no support. Wow. Uh, and I think it's like I don't know, I'm just reading it now, seven hundred and fifty miles um so wow. like, oh, that could be interesting and you know the, the scenery when you get to alaska that would be that would be incredible um but uh, the way it's shot so they they have a few of the interviews where with, with the people at the beginning and uh they're talking directly to the camera um so it's, it almost feels like i mean it feels like you're there with them and then they're kind of taking you through what what they're doing so it's almost right. like I don't know. It's it's almost like it's your first day on the job, oh, cool. kind of thing. And you're watching and uh, you know almost learning the ropes from them. And That's then as cool. it as it goes on, then they it sort of kind of changes from that. And then they're just talking about like the journey so far and what's been happening and and things like that. the The only thing with it though is that it just didn't. It felt like it needed to be slightly more cinematic. And it didn't really feel like that. It felt, I don't know, it felt quite... In what sense? It, I mean, with something like that, when you've got sort of, you know, these these two small boats, you know, going across uh, the sea to Alaska and also arriving to Alaska, like all the scenery you got, you need like some of these cinematic drone shots, I felt, yeah, to really show off uh, the, the scale of what they were trying to pull off. Um. And then on top of that, when they got to Alaska, they got there at night, so oh. you couldn't you couldn't really see anything. Um, so a bit anticlimactic. Yeah, 
and it was okay. I don't know it's kind of do you think that they did that in, sorry did they do that intentionally do you think because they wanted you to constantly feel like you were you know a I, member I, of the I, crew I, rather I think than... so but it just it did feel like an anticlimax because at the end um one of the shows like talks about how all these uh locals came to meet them like to congratulation like congratulate for making it all that way but you can't actually see that because it's too dark. Oh. <laughs> so you can kind of hear it. You can kind of hear like, you know, some sort of cheering in the background. But other than that, you wouldn't know if she hadn't have told you. So That's I don't know. It's weird. I, interesting. I for me, if that if that was me, I would have just kind of put that off and made it during during the day. Yeah. So you could sort of get that. Taking a bit of liberty. Yeah, and take, like, that, yeah okay, take that scenery in and also like, you know, see these people that have come to to sort of cheer him in i don't know it was it, don't get me wrong it was in it was interesting um mm-hmm. and you know i'm like i'm terrified of sort of swimming in the sea to a degree i don't like not knowing what's underneath me so yeah you know the thought of doing that <laughs> with like Ooh. no motor stuff <laughs> is just terrifying um but I yeah that's i mean it's it, it's a feat in itself the actual yeah. you know what they're doing I don't know, it just sort of felt like it you know, it could have done with a bit more in terms of cinematography. And also on top of that as well, when they, uh, a lot of times they had put the camera like on the roof of the boat and when the water's choppy, that sort of made you feel a bit nauseous. Because obviously in the thing, you're bouncing around all over the place, but in reality yeah. you're not. So. See, I, that's quite interesting because I don't think, obviously there's like the practical point of view of like it's never good to make someone feel nauseous Mm. (laughs) because otherwise they won't want to watch you know your content um but at the same time I guess that for me feels a bit like well that's re that's kind of really making you feel as if you were there Mm. because you would feel like that yeah yeah. um so I I quite like that from like a directorial perspective kind of really Mm. giving you the experience of actually being there but it's interesting that almost you want it yeah it's kind of it's difficult isn't it because I'm I'm not a huge fan of I'm not a massive fan of people well I don't know I'm just not a, a huge fan on kind of experiences that chop and change between you being a person and then you being just yeah. like a camera floating yeah yeah like absolutely. whether that be just yeah like changing yeah. the shot or whether you're like cutting to a random drone shot I'm not not I don't know I'm just that's not my taste personally mm. but um but I, I was I was speaking at this event the other week and uh the speaker before me Dan Tucker who is the curator for Sheffield Dock Fest mm-hmm. here in the UK which is like a big uh they've got a big kind of immersive reality it's called the alternate realities program which is you know one of the one of the kind of most prestigious i think mm. um xr related programs in in the fel- film festival world mm. and he was talking about how in general 360 experiences fall into the categories of be there or be them and mm. i thought that was a really simple but super poignant way yeah, of yeah summarizing you know that first directorial decision that you make when you go into a 360 piece am I trying to create a sense like from what you're saying I imagine that that film would have worked really nicely as a be there because it's the journey it's Mm -hmm. it's the actual it's the it's the actual journey of it and it's the the place that you're going and it's 
it's the thereness of it. It's mm. the location. It's the kind of, you know, it's the scenery. It's, it's all of that. That's the thing that's impressive. That's the reason you're doing it in 360 mm. because you really want to give a sense of being there. Um, whereas something like the limit is like absolutely like a be them mm. kind of scenario. And, you know, and, and um, to a certain extent, traveling while black, even though you are not a character, you are absolutely kind of, it's more about be them, be kind of, um, be a part of that conversation, mm. be the voyeur who is sitting there like the quiet friend. You, you've got a persona. Um, and so, so yeah, so I think, I think that's, I mean, I don't know your opinion on that, but I think that's a super interesting way of kind of boiling down that really yeah. important decision. I really like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I'd never heard of it either. And I was just like, that's genius. It's so simple, yeah. but so true. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird. It depends. Obviously, it depends on the on the on the content and stuff. But yeah, that I don't know that because see, I don't I don't mind. Um, uh, I think there was like a an ad that a three sixty ad that um, someone did for Thailand, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like it was just following this one guy through his you know travels through Thailand and stuff. But um, it was treated as though you was there with him. So there'd be occasions when he'd like you know just you to sort of come with him. On this journey but then every now and then they'd mix in like a drone shot um and i felt it quite quite like it worked quite seamlessly oh that's um, nice what's it what was it called or is it just like a, uh, if i, I just it was, 360 thailand i think it was um amazing thailand or something like that if you youtube um thailand oh find your journey amazing thailand will, in 360 virtual reality is that it yeah we'll come on, hang on let's have a look thailand 360 uh I'll, yeah yeah find your journey cool um, i'm gonna watch that afterwards so yeah that that was actually i thought that was done really well but then if you watch i don't know if you've seen um i think come out last year that one that was done for japan no and that was uh i don't know it felt like rather than showcasing japan it was showcasing like the culture as opposed to the country whereas thailand is showcasing the the country itself but that was when you was you was kind of thrown in all these different uh viewpoints and stuff so like one minute you know you're inside one of those um grabber machines that you get at the arcade and these two guys are trying to win you oh wow yeah. okay um, that's cool yeah it was nice to feel wanted um yeah. <laughs> but then like next next minute then you're oh, just like no. a normal human size about to go up against a sumo wrestler or and then like or another time you're now that's really interesting. On a train. What's that one called? Uh, let me Google that one. Japan, where tradition meets the future. Is that that could be it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. But you look at that on like YouTube. That's like five point eight million views. It's amazing. But then how many how many of that has been on a headset? Well, I had a, a, a an off the record conversation with someone recently, so I can't credit uh, who who kind of mentioned this, okay. but. A, apparently and this was like done on a very small scale this is not like this is not a statement by any means from facebook or google but um yeah i hear through the grapevine that um about 95 percent of of 360 content um or 95 percent of the time 360 content on facebook and youtube is is watched on mobile or desktop so it's not being watched in a headset that makes me really sad yeah, me too. <laughs> because that's that's one thing I do. Whenever I shoot anything, I literally I only shoot for the headset. Yeah, like, same. It 
it annoys me the thought that someone might might watch it on a desktop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's kind of uh, yeah. I'm in absolute agreement, which is why I don't really, I don't personally post any of my stuff online. Mm. Um, and people ask me for it constantly, and especially like obviously client clients want to see yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but I just always say I'll show you a demo in person in a headset because, like you say, I think it's 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 a totally different mm. medium, in my opinion. Yeah, it is because like the whole point of free is that you don't have like a, a frame, but then you're yeah. watching it in a, <laughs> on a browser, yeah. you've got that frame. It's not. It's not immersive. Exactly. It's yeah. I don't know. I was just. Oh, it would. It would. It would annoy me knowing someone that what watched something of mine on a, on a browser. I'd, yeah. I'd lose sleep over yeah. it. I think. <laughs> oh, oh, I've just like ruined your sleep for the I'd rest turn of up. you. Then <laughs> yeah. I turn up at their door with a headset. Like, please, for the what? love of God, just, just, just watch it on this now. This, this is where I break the terrible news that I watched your. Uh, via horror interactive story on desktop <laughs> i'm cutting this call off now that's it <laughs> this is it. we we made it 12 episodes of which i think i did about three <laughs> <laughs> Until you come up with the ultimate insult yeah <laughs> that's not how it was intended alex I know. I know. The thing is for me, and this, again, this was one of the reasons why I started that Facebook thread to begin with was I do genuinely like consume quite a lot of 360 content, especially, you know, when people, uh, kind of tweet about it or post about it on Facebook, um, you know, post links to their latest work. I, I am engaging with that content. It's just, mm. I'm not watching it in a headset. I'm watching it on desktop because it, because it's easy. Mm. <laughs> That's the truth. The thing is though, I, I, in my head, and it's not it's not a good enough excuse because ultimately if we are building this industry, we need to be advocates for yeah, it. Um, but my excuse is always I've done so much 360 and I and now I know I know because I edit, because my I think we talked about this on the last one, mm. because the workflow for 360, if you've not got a beastie PC with an Oculus Rift, <laughs> is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm so used to now looking at a 360 frame and knowing what that looks like in a headset. So I yeah. kind of I forgive myself a little bit because I can watch stuff and know what that's gonna feel. Of course it's like absolutely nowhere near as immersive as the actual experience is intended but yeah, yeah I, I go, mean, I go like a longer route with my workflow like I, I I'll <clears throat> excuse me I will like edit I'll watch it on a headset and then when I've got to a point where I think okay I'm happy with this then I'll get someone else to watch it and then I'll watch them watch it because oh, then I, I know I know the, at that point I know the beats so I know at what point, like where they should be looking, like how long into it. So then I, by watching them, I can tell if they were looking in the right direction. At a That's amazing. Point. That is um, the gem of this whole <clears throat> of this whole podcast. You should use that as the as the market. Should have just opened open so with that. Should have just opened with that. That's so such an obvious thing to do, but it's so that's genius. That tells you whether you're doing the right, hmm. you know, the, your job right as a director. Yeah, and it's 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 weird because. Like you, you literally, you, by the time you drilled it down to a point where you're happy with it, it's it's really strange that without even like hearing the beats, all you know is that, is that they've they've hit play. You don't even have to hear like the music or anything that's going on to like know the beats. You just kind of know, but from watching it so many times in a headset and just drilling yeah. it down, that you know exactly at what point you're like, right, okay, they they should be looking this way now, or they should be like See? looking behind them at this point. 
but it's interesting and this is a whole nother tangent which we can't afford to go on because <laughs> i've got to shoot um I, I feel like i end every podcast episode with like right gotta go you're, you're <laughs> so, a big um, i am <laughs> um, but um I, I would say that that is a fascinating discussion maybe we should that should be our next topic potentially is it's so interesting isn't it because it's like well surely the 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 one of the key benefits of doing something in 360 is that you give your audience agency uh but actually as a director you don't want them to have agency mm. you want them to think they have agency mm. but actually you're very carefully it's a bit like being a magician you're very carefully curating where where they should be looking yeah, yeah. but it's just kind of like misdirection they think they can look anywhere mm. but they can't you've you know you've done your if you've done your job right yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's interesting when, because obviously I'm um, hosting this pop-up cinema for the BFI at the mm. moment, and uh, it's fascinating to watch a, you know, a, a slightly larger group of people all watching something in mm. sync and seeing how many of them are looking the same way, yeah. because often it is about, I'd say 70% of people are looking the same way, and then you've got 10% of people that are rebel viewers, usually younger, admittedly, mm. that will just be looking everywhere. Yeah. They'll be the ones that are just trying to like look everywhere and see, you know, if anything's going on. And then 20% of people that are just like looking completely different direction. And you're like, hmm. See, I've, it's, hmm. it's funny because I find that, you, you know, it's always said that with traditional video, you need like that first few seconds to sort of really grab people. Mm. And I always feel like kind of with 360, that's the opposite. I kind of feel like those, those yeah. first like couple of shots maybe is that just that's for me to sort of just give them time to sort of get the looking around out of their yeah. system yeah to and play then, to, and to then kind of crack on with yeah. it so it's like right okay for this like you know first couple you just do whatever you want yeah and, and then afterwards i'm taking back the reins here <laughs> and, yeah. and you're looking where i want you to look 100 percent. like uh, i did keep like you know ages ago yeah. now like uh, end of 2016 but um there's literally like a 30 second considering it's only like a seven minute film there's like 30 seconds of it where there's one character stood in front of you and nothing happens for 30 seconds because that allows you to like look around like have your little kind of yeah. and again obviously we made that um you know I was really early in my VR career at that point yeah. and Chloe who was like you know directing the action on the day like you know very much kind of like um creating it with the with that kind of mindset without knowing anything about vr yeah. that was the first thing that and only thing actually that chloe's directed in vr but it just felt natural to give someone that time mm. to explore and i think yeah i think that's that's again a really a really good point but anyway i said that i gotta yep. go and i really gotta go <laughs> but good. um okay so let everyone know where you, they can find you online Find Go. me at at Alex Makes VR on all of the platforms. Instagram and Twitter is where you'll find me most. Um, obviously, very active in the, all the Facebook groups as well. So you should join some of them if you fancy. Word G, and then myself mm -hmm. at Daniel K Hatton on all the social medias as per. And let us know if you indeed have an eye fucking this week. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> just Bye everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. See you later. <laughs>